All right, we're recording. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Recording this one December 6th, 10:15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Got to be very specific with these times. Got to be very specific with these dates as well uh, because trade season is coming. Uh, was Zadorov traded before our last episode? He was not. He was not traded before our last episode. I believe he was traded two days after. I believe he was traded on the Friday or the Thursday. Maybe the Sunday. It was on the Thursday. Was it the Thursday? Okay. I believe yeah. so because I remember being down here uh, for that one. So, yeah, it's trade season officially. Nikita Zadorov got traded from the Vancouver from the Calgary Flames to the Vancouver Canucks for a third and a fifth. That was notably a Leafs target. Um, this has been one hell of an intro, just getting right into it. But today we're going to be talking about the two games that were, that, that being the Seattle Kraken game as well as the Boston Bruins game. So what would that be? A 1-0 in one week. We're going to talk about, Jason, you had a good topic. I, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. It's let's let's the best way to preface this is just Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs, mythical creatures. And I'm going to let you guys kind of that's the teaser for it. If you want to listen to it, you got to stick around. That's going to be the, the the last topic on our hit today. So, um, yeah, stick around for it that. It doesn't mean like, oh, of- like Austin Matthews is um like a fucking elf or whatever, because that's when you first <laughs> said it. I was like, are you sure people are actually going to like that? That like, oh, Mitch Marner is a, is a dwarf or some shit like that. But no. <laughs> it's a lot different than that. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a, it's a very interesting discussion. So and if people want, if people want a quick little peek behind the curtain of what it'll probably be like, the inspiration was Marner with a fishbowl. So let your mind run with that. So yeah. What I'll happened leave it at when that. Mitch Marner had a fishbowl? Exactly. It sold out. Mm. Good luck getting one of those for your kids. <laughs> the fishbowl sold out right out. Ooh. It's crazy. That's a hell of a marketing situation. tactic. Unreal. Just just yeah. eat, eat a puck to the dome and, and get like, I, uh, I mean, hopefully you got a little bit of residuals for that. But anyways, let's carry on. We got two more topics that we're going to discuss as well, right? And then we're going to get into, I was running, mucking around with some numbers. We're going to talk about some of that, some expected results. And by that meaning, like, okay, the Leafs have been playing what they've been playing. They have five regulation wins. They have not won a regulation game in North America since the Vancouver one. They won one in in Sweden. (laughs) So one of two in Sweden. But uh, in North America, they have four regulation wins plus one in Sweden. And we're going to talk about it. What's going on there? Why is that happening? Why, like, is that a cause for, is it a major cause for concern? Do the underlying numbers say that it's a major cause for concern? What's going on in those games even? So we're going to talk about that, but let's get into the games first and foremost. But before we talk about any of that, Santa baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get those poles nice and shiny, boys. 
<laughs> hell of an ad read. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. You don't know what to get your dad. And he, you know, he's an Italian man. This is a perfect gift because that that, that shit coming out of your ears runs wild after age 25. It can, free. it can go fast. And it sounds like you're speaking from experience here. Just want to bring something up as well. I don't know if anyone's ever had a piece of hair stuck to their candy cane. Not a good experience though. Mm-hmm. Don't want to give your significant other that, that struggle there. So scoop up some manscape products if you don't have any and uh, make sure you All keep right. that candy, candy cane nice and clean. Manscape.com <laughs> promo code rank rat. So let's get into it. What happened? This week, well, what happened was another lead was squandered at the hands of Mr. Jared McCann. Oh, my goodness. That guy, what a shot. So they got some sh- really good shooters on uh, on Seattle there, and they made us pay. Especially like Ely Tolvanen and Jared McCann can rip the puck. That was exceptional there. Those are two guys that can score from outside of the scoring area. Not that they weren't in the scoring area when they scored, but damn that uh, those are some good shooters. what do you think about this game? It's a good game all around sucks that we blew the lead. also feels like I don't want to call it like a cheap win when we win in shootout, mm-hmm. but it happens lately. And it's like the, part of me, what makes me feel like a little cheap and was the two power play goals early that put us up to begin with. Um, but one was technically not a power play goal. <laughs> I was at the very end. The second one was technically not a power play goal. Okay. I don't believe so, but, but yeah. it, it was like the guy was had barely stepped on the ice. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He got the minus though, which is which is tough. But uh, yeah, so um, listen, we're gonna talk about like how we're winning games. It seems like it's always a topic of discussion. How um, how do good teams win games? Yeah, right and. Listen, we're not winning regulation. That's not a good indicator. That's obviously not good. I'm not going to sugarcoat that and say it's like it's it's not a problem. Definitely is slightly a problem. But Freeman, I think on on the and I know I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but free it's just the Seattle game. Listen, it was a win, right? We won in uh, in uh, shootout. in shootout there. Um, Mitch, Mitch Marner, Fishbowl, mythical creature. Um, Elliot Freeman said it best on Monday's 32 Thoughts. He just said, "Listen." And I, I actually really like this little piece of insight into the team, right? He was asking around the team, it's like, are people worried about the, the lack of regulation wins? And what the team responded and what the dressing room is responding is saying, hey, we have had three defensemen injured for essentially the entire year. Majority of the games we've played, three of our top six defensemen, three of our starting six defensemen to start the year have been out, right? And you can say how bad Klingberg is, but listen, he's he's at least an NHL player. Year. He's out for the year. We have to mention that. Like this is a Leafs podcast. It just happened today. John Klingberg is out for the season with hip surgery. Yeah, which is which is another thing that we'll 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 discuss. Just craziness. It's shocking to see. But again, regardless of how poor he was, this is this team has actually been through some adversity. Being able to still manage to win games when you're losing essentially half of your decor. That's something that's not very. That's not that's something that's like uh, not unheard of. But like, hey, like. In Toronto, it's the sky is falling. This is what Elliot Freeman said. But in the room, it's like, hey, we're 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 in, we're dealing with some adversity here, and we're pushing through it, which is good to see. Listen, if you're here for negative takes, you're on the wrong show. You should probably click off right now. I always like to try and view things 
from an objective sense. And I think that's an important contextual uh, fact in this discussion that people are not leaving out, but like people just don't really care to, to mention, right? A lot of people yeah. are doing he more heavy lift than we have to. Some of the problems I have, we're relying a lot on our big guys, which which is going to get brought up next game that we're going to talk about. But um, listen, let's let's take it easy. We won in shootout. Let's let's celebrate our wins, celebrate our victories. Yeah, so it is true they they, they did win in shootout. Um, two goal two goal lead blown. Uh, the first period was very good. They looked they they had a lot of jump. They scored early in the second period, and then just the wheels fell off the wagon in this. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really, really ugly. Uh, Joseph will came up. I thought Joseph will played solid in this one. I thought he had a pretty yeah. good game. Like there's one goal. Maybe you could say, Oh, he could have reacted a little differently. That would have helped him. We're splitting hairs there. It was a terrible, terrible defensive play by Morgan Riley. Like let's get real. But in, in terms of this game, like, yeah, your, your goaltending really, really helped you out. I don't know. The top line looked like garbage in this one, which is weird talking about games when you have to talk about multiple. You have to talk about a group of games, mm -hmm. and there was only two. The top line played like garbage. Well, not garbage, because they, they two of the players on that line got a couple good chances. One of them didn't. I don't know where he was, but happens. And then the next game, Austin Matthews had one of his better games of the season. So, you know, it's kind of weird having to uh, talk about it in that order because Boston was even more recent. But yeah, it's 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 the ebb and flow of players in the NHL, right? Sometimes they have good games, especially star players. Not like like we talked about last show, where the cluster of points scored. Sometimes these guys score four points in a game, and like they make a difference, like Mitch Marner did tonight, right? Like or sorry, tonight mm -hmm. for Seattle that so. night. Right. And then there's some, some games where, you know what, sometimes he's not there and that, that happens. That's like the ebb and flow of the sport, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But it, the issue has been that they're like, they're getting points in games far less than they were last year. Yeah. The frequency is, is less, but the, yeah. Which is killing yeah, you game to game. Exactly. But maybe that just, maybe that's just a va random variance thing, right? That could just be actually variance. Cause again, for hockey, 20 game sample is small. 82 game sample is still, I would It's not small. Argue. It's a quarter of the year. I, I understand. But like for predicting future results, oh, I think yeah. it's, I would consider it to be small. Right. So, cause we've seen I teams guess, yeah, because fluke, of the fluke their, of it. exactly. We're dealing with, we're like, we're dealing with a rubber puck being whacked around with sticks on mm -hmm. knives essentially. So, um, while people stand on knives. So yeah, I don't know. Any other closing, like, I don't want to close it out here, but any other thoughts on, on this Seattle game? It was the Mitch Marner show that line. Like remember what we said about the Panthers game where like there wasn't enough five on five time. It felt like, like Mitch Marner was playing with a cage. He had never played. Like it was a really weird, like, hmm. okay, the switch up didn't really work very well, but let's see how it works next time. Hmm. It looked like it started to get wheels in motion in this one. And Mitch Marner had a fantastic game. Um, just the issue in this one, like the fourth line was minus two. Bobby McMahon played five forty-four, uh, and Noah Gregor played nine thirteen. He was minus one, but yeah, the fourth line was minus two in this one in a a four-three win, right? 
Like yeah, you're up 3-1, one, your fourth line's getting scored on twice. Well, I don't know if they were scored on both times by the fourth line, but the fourth line was scored on twice. Ah, frustrating. Ready? Here's the positive spin for it. At least our fourth line, it's not performing well, and we know that it's not performing well. At least it's not being masked by like a high PDO or uh, like a, a, a lucky stretch of good shooting percentage where we're saying, hey, this is not an issue. We'll be good with this. We're fine with this, right? It's good because, listen, we're going to be 30-ish games maybe away from the trade, trade deadline right now. We see these problems, right? They're not going to fix themselves. The chances are things might not be A-OK for the next 30, 30 games. Gives us identity. Give us an identity of where, what parts of our roster need attention. I again, listen. As I said before, I'm going to take a positive spin on things. Um, but I do want to touch on if you're good with closing out the Seattle stuff. I want to kind of use that what you mentioned there with the fourth line only playing five minutes to transition to the Boston game, if that's cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically that those are our thoughts for the Seattle game. But for the Boston game, ended in a not so spectacular fashion, which was a one hell of an overtime. A lot of fun. Uh, and uh, All these overtimes are fun. So, listen, if you're going to Leafs games, you're getting your money's worth at the very least. Uh, I mean, price for tickets. Anyways, whatever. We're, we're not going to talk about that part. Uh, these, these games are, are definitely enjoying to watch. A lot of fun. But a lot of, even I said it myself, a lot of flack, it feels like, for that goal, for the overtime goal. Because with nine seconds left, our captain, it feels like, didn't back check on in a three on three when there's basically no time. So where, where I'm going with this and why I use the fourth line playing five minutes to jump on this is it feels like right now we're getting to the point where we're leaning too much on our stars in season. And I would have rattled when we got to overtime, which was good. We almost pulled victory from the jaws of defeat with this kind of being a a back and forth game where the Bruins were down to nothing. You are down came back to, to the Bruins. Came back to two. You seen where they are in the standings? Exactly. They're at the top. So, um, listen, my, my point here, though, is that we might be relying on our stars too much. And that's part of the reason why we saw the John Tavares lack of back check. And also, I kind of think he was kind of cheating, if we're going to be honest. So in case puck got bounced out, Joseph Wall made the save, shot up, and could shoot the fire the puck down. Maybe we get another chance. That's what I think he was doing. But yeah, it just... Listen, not a good look, but at the same time, it did not look like he was. It did not look like that. Chances are, it's just he was gassed, and he's playing too many minutes. And listen, Tavares looked looks better this year than he did last year. Maybe that's because of the the image we have of Tavares from the playoffs. But like we saw with Mark Giordano, like we see with our older players, they kind of start to tail off as the season goes on. Like we should, our focus should kind of be on trying to preserve that. So that's my quick spiel here. What were your thoughts on this game? Um, Noah Gregor and David Camp for minus one. That's quite interesting. Hey, areas um, of Ryan Reeves was that was an awful performance from him. He played a grand total of I wonder if they have the number. I don't know, not many. I've, he played I've, a grand total of 557. Yes, that was horrific hockey. I don't care. Oh, he had four hits. There was one play where the puck got freed up. He forgot about the puck. He threw a weak hit, and then it just ended up out of the zone. He can't touch the puck. He took a a penalty, which kind of a soft penalty, if we're being honest, but he took an offensive zone penalty. Like, he is just, he's 10 feet behind the puck. He can't get to the puck. This is a joke at this point, and guess what? 
He's supposed to play Thursday. He's in the lineup Thursday, apparently, according to David Alter and all the other beats. So the, the, this is just weird, 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 weird that a guy can play this bad and still keep a spot in the lineup for multiple games in a row. Like this, it's just, it's insane to me. And it, the issue is like, I'm talking about that. The Leafs played well in this game. Mm-hmm. I like that. I thought the top two lines finally started to click. click in. Now Morgan yeah. Riley minus three is not great, but you know, it is what it is. But Austin Matthews was fantastic in this one. Seven shots on goal. I thought he had more than a few good chances. Um, Mitch Marner again had the assist on the the game tying goal. They came back like they went down two zero. The first one was like a, a it was a shot from pretty far out. Goes through Morgan Riley, tips off of him a little bit, throws Joseph Wall off a little bit. Um, the second one was a blown coverage from Matthew Nyes, unfortunately, but he had a point in this one too. So there's that. Uh, and then the third one was just a horrific goal. I mean, I don't, Joseph Wall pulled uh, the Patrick Wall where he thought he had it, looked up, whatever, I'm all good. Puck was not in his glove at all. So you've had some goalie steals this year. You've also had some untimely bad goals. So take and give we'll talk about the stats in a, a little bit but i thought the leafs outplayed the bruins in this one overall 100 do not get that twisted they outplayed the bruins in this one how many times have the Leafs been outplayed this year and won so it was finally good to see like a team that's doing well this year they outplayed them and they were still able to you know band together game's not over you're down two nothing you make it two two you go down three two Late, late, late game heroics. Like it was, it was really, really fun to see. I mean, you lost one point in December. Who gives a shit? So exactly, it was, yeah. it was good to see. I, I listen. I think you hit every single point that I wanted to hit on here. Oh, um, the one I, point that I was missing though. Go for, it. go for it. Where I forget the third line has some issues. They have some warts, and it's okay. very, very apparent. And it was funny enough. They scored against Boston. Scored a. A beautiful goal. Matt stole me. Beautiful goal. Tell me, yeah. It was wildly apparent in that game. I will say that. Yeah, so they, it might be. They Go can't ahead. forecheck. Worth a shit. Interesting. They, unless it's a one and done great offensive play where they're getting fantastic chances and scoring. Okay, great. Unless they get that, like I, I rarely see them recover pucks in the offensive zone. Um, you know, getting the zone entries has been a little bit troublesome for them. Like they need a bigger body. It seems like they need someone that can actually forecheck on this line for it to be effective. I mean, Kyle Arncroft, numbers aside, whatever, how he's playing, doesn't matter. He was out there on at the on the six on five. That's how much mm-hmm. the Leafs love him. Trust he's them. taking yeah. fourth line shifts from Ryan Reeves too. Yeah. Like they really, really trust Callie Arncroft. As we mentioned, this guy came out, came to camp, had bonitis, some, <laughs> some magical can't play all of a sudden. Oh, is he going to get traded? Oh, we're looking at the numbers. Oh, we don't have enough cap space to keep uh, someone. And then all of a sudden someone gets bonitis and it's like, okay, I can tell you who's getting shipped out. And now he's playing like 1705. Was on the six on five, but I had a good game against Boston, so that was interesting. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. And it's funny that you say that because I was like on here maybe three weeks ago when this first, when this third line, excuse me, was first put together, just slobbing how good they were at the four check. They but, were. Uh, they were playing well. They, had they worked five well. Five but... points in five games. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's just maybe their competition being like they were up against Forbert and Schottenkirk for majority of their minutes. You should be able like... to beat those two. Exactly. If you want to so be that's... a line in the NHL. Exactly, right? But again, maybe bigger bodies, and that's what they, why they were struggling. Um, it seems like that was the line that they were struggling. They're the also most not playing a ton. Against. Uh, playing, uh, yeah, they only had nine minutes-ish of, of ice time together, so... Uh, yeah, together. At five on five. But like Sorry, Domi, together, when you look at it, Max Domi, twelve thirty-five in his past few games, twelve thirty-five, thirteen twenty-four, twelve forty, eleven sixteen, twelve fifty-one, seven fifty-eight against Minnesota. He's not playing a ton. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you take any stock in this? Brad Trilling uh, was on overdrive. Oh, I'm, how did and I miss that? Was that today? He didn't say much. He didn't say much. It was whatever. But they mentioned Otani, and they're like, uh, "Do you have you heard anything about that? Do you know where he's going?" And he said, "Oh, for that amount of money, I I think maybe he could be able to play right side D or said third line center, take some faceoffs." Wow, that is an interesting. That is such a deep cut. That is such a deep cut. I think you're onto something here. I think that's what we're looking for. Third I think that's center should be playing more than twelve thirty-five. They're yeah, playing that, David Camp almost as much. That shows you. Mistaken. It's so funny because that shows you their vision. Potential, potentially, if I'm like, I feel like I'm being Charlie right now with like the the meme, but um, from Always Sunny. But yeah, they're. I think that's a great point. I think that's that's probably. If, if people thought because that third line is clicking and looks good together that we're not looking after some three C's, that comment right there makes me think that we are. So I like that. That's a good good point. Just look at their shifts, though, outside of their goals. Like, they're yeah, scoring, no, but it's like... And they're scoring at a good rate. But outside of those shifts, it's like, hmm. You know, uh, those shifts could dry up. Those goals could easily dry up. And then, you know... Yeah, and, and this is uh, something to watch. And this is something that I'd love to be hopefully addressed sooner rather than later. Because again, I don't want our guys to be playing so much, so many minutes down, like in in December here. I don't want them playing minutes in January and February. Our big, big top two lines, right? Not that they're wasted minutes, but I'd like them to get two minutes less a game. So that's it, two minutes less. Because um, yeah, again, it it, yeah. it it feels like over time. Um, and I can pull up the minutes played here for the forwards. Uh, if you just give me a second here, like. It sucks because the three-on-three three affects things so much. But at five-on-five, five, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Tyler Bertuzzi, William Yelena all played 17 minutes. Marner was there with 16.43, right? That's, that feels yeah. like a lot of minutes. And just to compare with the, um, with the Bruins, their top line also played 17 minutes. But then you have their second line much lower with two players only playing 16 minutes and then from there 14 14 much more evenly spread is what is what i'm trying to point out here right so that's what i'd be looking for hopefully moving forward and uh yeah that's that that's kind of to my point what i was saying earlier let's chill out with those minutes let's give our lower lines more minutes but again if they can't trust them it's a good indicator of where they're looking for a trade deadline
I mean, especially Robertson. Keith does not trust Robertson as far as he can throw him. <laughs> but all. I feel like, I feel like Keith could throw him far though. But I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's a good point there too. Uh, yeah, in this game, when you look at the number, like it was, it was a feel good game against the Bruins. Like, it, like you just got an unlucky goal here and there, kind of thing. Like shitty goal, whatever. But at five on five. 57% of the shot share. Um, expected goal share, you were at 55%. Scoring chances for and against, you were at 58% of them overall. 29 to 21, right? Like, you, you fully outplayed them. You just couldn't, you know, post here, post there. Linus Omar played pretty well, which seems to usually do. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good game to build off of, and now you have a freaking break and tomorrow we got there today i guess when you're listening to it you got the senators who you haven't played well against in a few games i would say when was the last time they played well against the sense it's not very no this year they didn't play well (laughs) last year the last they won the last game meeting of the year matt murray had to make like 45 saves or whatever the time before that was when they got embarrassed on home ice they stunk the joint out and then maybe the time before that they won, but you know, this one means something. Battle of Ontario, you know, yeah, I know, you know, you know. But anyways, I, I think that's all from those two games. There, you got a huge game from Mitch Marner. You got a huge game from Austin Matthews. Finally, you saw the top two lines kind of play well at the same time, which we hadn't seen very much of. Um, just got burnt by your depth. Your fourth line was what minus three. In two games can't happen yeah not good enough and I, I feel like we just talked about the negatives of the game positives like you mentioned there our top two lines were clicking and buzzing focus more on the neg- like i don't think it's negatives i think it's just more stuff to build on for the future but again martin fishbowl some legendary mythical creature stuff there we'll get into in a bit not yeah not next but yeah do you want to get into some expected wins yeah but you want to quickly throw over to our sponsors over at DraftKings. yes Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, do you have an available? Do you have a line that you like uh, at DraftKings? I know I won a couple bets, but I uh, I, bets. I, I'm a I, listen. I'm not going to suggest anything, but they have Stanley Cup future odds, and I believe the Leafs are listed at 11 to one on their futures, and Ooh. it's one of the better prices that are currently out there. I always recommend you line shop and look around, but I believe 11 to one is one of the better prices on. Leafs winning the cup. So if you're looking for some futures, um, that's a fun future to play. They also have other, like they have awards, which is good. If you're looking for the rocket, uh, yeah, call Leafs are minus one thirty tomorrow on DraftKings. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow minus one thirty DraftKings. I'm probably going to put something in there. Um, it does make the games a lot more fun. I was at the Raptors game Friday. The Raptors suck. So that's the only thing really to cheer for. Um, uh, Dead atmosphere, worse than the Leafs, 100 times more quiet than the Leafs. Uh, don't let anyone fool you on that one. But download the draft, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call one 
1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 8 8- Eight eight seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpa.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty-eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com/slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming re- responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are re- registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Almost died there. You're good. It's a mouthful, eh? It's crazy. <laughs> Don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up to DraftKings Sportsbook. It just helps us out here. Uh, yeah, bet responsibly. Please always play responsibly. Never gamble anything that you can't live without. Um, and understand yeah. that you're probably going to lose as it is for entertainment. So um, <laughs> just know what you're getting into before you do it. So know your limit play within it. I don't know whose line that is, but whatever. You might Shall get us canceled. Get... <laughs> Go for it. Give us the X win. Yeah, stay, okay. stay the union here. Let's do it. So what I wanted to do with this exercise, I was taking a look at, okay. So we have our expected goals, which is essentially you take the sum of the shots. I believe it's only sh- yeah shots on net um, from each team, and you place a value on how many goals you would expect from the shot locations from the sh- these shots from each team. Right, I was taking a look at that, and I was taking a look at a few other stats here and there, and I was trying to determine like I don't know, are the Leafs playing as bad as five regulation wins might make it seem? Are they playing as bad as you know we saw? as the expected goals numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will say one thing. John Klingberg played awful this year. I didn't take a look at the numbers without him. So, and you know what? He was part of this team, so, but he's not coming back. <laughs> he's got his ticket to Robida Island booked. But I wanted to take a look at, you know, take a look at the expected goals in this game. You'll take a look at the special teams in this in, in a game. And when you take a look at each of those game, game, how many wins would you expect the Leafs to get just based off the numbers, right? The number that I have there is eight. Eight of 22 games right now. Now, against Boston, that was a win. It was a real result L, but an expected win. Um, I think that was maybe the first or second time this year that they won a game that they should have lost or sorry, that they lost the game. They should have won. Actually. No, hmm. we have one here against. Uh, would it have been Blackhawks? The... Okay. okay. Won that game. They, they outplayed them by a good margin, but lost in overtime due to this and that really, I don't know. But the other stat that I wanted to take a look at, not just expected goals, expected goals aren't the be all end all. So, like to summarize what I just said, when I took a when you take a look at expected goals for minus expected goals against plus the differential between power play goals and penalty kill goals, how many when you take a look game by game, how many wins would you expect the Leafs to have? Right now it's eight. So they'd be eight and fourteen. Not a great look, 
Okay. But I also want to take a look at another stat because I found this one interesting. Scoring chances four from natural stat trick. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit different from expected goals. It's just they count. Like, oh, this was a scoring chance. This was, I don't know how they count them. Well, but I remember Cam put- Sharon said that they're fairly, you know, somewhat accurate. Yeah. So I was going to say I can pull up scoring chances. What is defined um, as a scoring chance? Um, it's a, a lot to do with the air. Basically, it's just like, like similar to expected goals. It mm-hmm. just depends on the area of the ice where the shots are um, are coming from, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So basically they have the home plate in front of the net and then net front and then everywhere else. Um, and they said that attempts everywhere have a value of one, attempts in the home plate have a value of two, and the attempts net front have a value of three. Um, and then they add values or decrease values on a... Shot, whether it be blocked or unblocked. Um, so if it's blocked, you decrease one, you add one, for example, if it's a rush shot or a rebound to the value. Um, and yeah, so then if any number that's higher than two is considered a scoring chance. So I think it's a little tough without you without having the breakdown of it, but basically, mm-hmm. any shot with within the home plate, um. Is a scoring chance any scoring shot chance, net front yeah. that is blocked? Is a scoring chance any shot that's not outside of the home plate but is a rush shot or a rebound? Is a scoring chance. So that's, I guess, okay. the way to slice and dice it there. Hopefully, that adds some context to people wondering. Yeah. Um, so I was taking a look at that stat to get back to my original point, and I noticed it was like the results there for the Leafs, it was a little bit different than, oh, count greater than zero. There we are. It was a little bit different. It was a little bit more favorable for the Leafs. When you look at scoring chances for and against, the Leafs are have outchanced their opponents 11 times this year out of the 22. So that's kind of mm. better than, you know, that is better than eight out of 22. So that was nice to see. And on top of that, when you look at, the the penalty kill, like the penalty kill in the last how many games is this here? In the last seven games, has given up one goal. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. It was against the Kraken. It was you know whatever. But compared to before that, they had given up. I don't know, like the la- the previous like five or six games before that, they had given up five or six goals. So before yeah, before the last seven games, the penalty kill was absolutely brutal, but kind of got on a little bit of a roll here. It seems like the personnel that they have in there finally got a, gotten the hang of it. But unfortunately, in that span as well, the power play has totally dried up. So mm. awesome, awesome. Love love when that happens. But anyway, so scoring chances for and against, it's 11. So 11 and 11 this year. Not great, but as I mentioned, better than eight, eight and fourteen. Um, I had another number in here greater than no total expected. Oh, here we are. Uh, times that the Leafs were above fifty percent expected goals. Sure, nine. So you know, a little bit better than the eight I mentioned before, but not as good 
as the 11. So the one thing I will say, they are seem to be trending in the right direction-ish, even though their decor is pretty banged up. But that was just a couple stats that I wanted to take a look. Uh, I wanted to do a deep dive in. Another stat that I wanted to throw out that I've seen nobody talk about for some reason, points percentage. The number of points that you've gotten, what is it? What's points what, What's points percentage? It's, pers- it's basically your games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, let's say you had 20 games played. If you had 40 points, that's 100% point percentage. I assume you mean standing points, not like, Correct. not like points. as a, yes. Yeah. So yeah. like, again, the percentage of actual points you can get, uh, given the game games played, and the people, reason why people obviously refer to that, and I don't know why they haven't, I guess because it's easier to say the sky is falling, is because, hey, newsflash, some teams have played five more games than us that are higher than this us in the standing by one point. You think that's mm-hmm. gonna you think we're gonna lose five games straight and be even with them? No. So anyways. no. The Leafs, as it sits right now, in terms of points percentage, and again, before I hear it, I know they have not won a regulation game in a long time. I will get into that. But the Leafs are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference in points percentage, and they have a sub 100 PDO. If you're sitting, if you're as Vancouver right now, similar record, highest PDO in the league. I think I know where I'd rather be. I'm sorry. A hundred percent. And like 103, Vancouver has a PDO over 103. Everything drives towards the mean. Boston set like a record in PDO last year at 103. And then it, I don't know. Then they lost in the first round. Actually, it was kind of funny. But came crashing down. You're not exactly. Vancouver's PDO is not ending the season at 103. It's coming down. They have the similar record to the Leafs right now. So I think I would not. I know which position I'd rather be between the two. So like the sky isn't falling. But why are we not winning regulation games? And I pulled this one up. I, I did it. After the oh, that's lovely. I lost it. Anyways, good. I did this after the Seattle game, so I have to include the. Um, I hate Twitter. This is the worst developed app on planet Earth. Just a side note there. I developed this after the Seattle game, but funny enough, the Boston game falls within these categories as well. Through twenty-two games, multi-goal leads lost. Leading to extra time. Four. The Leafs are three and one in those games. Uh, the one game that they lost was Chicago, actually, recently Chicago. on Black Friday. Yes. Goalie steals was three. And I believe that was the Washington game, the Dallas game, and then most recently the Panthers game. A goalie steal is when the, the differential in goals saved above expected is greater than the differential in the game. So Joseph Wall stole three games this year. Fantastic. Multi-goal comebacks this year. Six. Six multi-goal comebacks. That coming against Montreal down 5-3. Tampa Bay down 3-1. Boston Bruins down 2-0. Sent it to shootout. Tampa Bay Lightning again down 4-1. Flames actually, they blew a 4-1 lead and that went to shootout and then they won. Red Wings down 2-0. That was a regulation win. Uh, Then they blew two 3-1 leads in a row. And then most recently, they blew a 3-1 lead against the Kraken. 
So that means out of the 22 games this year, four, seven, six, 13, 13 of the games have been one of these events. And why is that? Do you think Jason? Why, like, why can we not hold the lead? It seems like, and why do are we not starting on time and getting, having to mount these multiple goal comebacks? I have no idea. Variance? I don't know. I, I'm curious. I want. I have homework for you, and I want you to look back three three years and then five years and see like kind of the difference of the rate at which this is happening. I think that might paint a better picture of if this is just noise that or if this is something to like look look into. But I, I think it's cool that you brought that up because the especially the comeback wins or come comebacks just in general from multi goal like multi goal comebacks it can be painted as two ways right it could be st- one it could be like we said we don't start on time we don't like whatever we're not starting on time think that's not okay but then you can look at it the other way where it's like if there's ever a hole we can just dig ourselves out of it which is such a good thing to have that so many teams would kill for to be able to do cuz some teams when you go up two goals in hockey these some of these teams are just dead they're done like they're they're just finished mm-hmm. Because they don't have the scoring talent to do that, so um, it's a it's an interesting question. I'm gonna have to think on this, and I, I'm curious if you can pull numbers that I can dig through um, for the last three years, five years, yeah, even ten years if you can, and just just to see the rate of it. Because I think it'd be cool um, to to look at it. It's, it's it's something interesting, and I appreciate you. I like the goalie steal stat though. You got to publish that as like your own stat. And start tracking. It's that not. It's uh, it's a sport logic stat. Ah. Fudge! I was gonna say that's such a sweet stat, um, yeah. but if yeah, anyways, I I, I think listen, we, we talked about doom and gloom. It's easy to spin one thing, like it's it, it's easy to look at a glass half empty and look at a glass half full. There's many ways to view it. One thing that I think the the point that you brought up that we should be talking about is again points percentage. We're ba- we're there. We're in it compared to these other teams. We're we're it's yeah. like we're. We're in the top. You're playing your best hockey, and yet you're still in it, which is nice to see. Like nothing. You're in the top five in your conference, right? And you are in just based on points percentage, and you are in the top ten in the NHL in points percentage. Yeah, we're a little bit lower than we want, but we're doing this, like you mentioned, getting absolutely PDO bombs. So, Mm -hmm. the rest of the meme, not absolutely PDO. PDO is like at nine ninety six. Sorry, other. We're doing this while other teams are riding hot PDOs. Like we are sure. in a downtrend. These teams are in an uptrend. When things start to level out, we're only gonna go up. Majority of these oh, teams that were yeah. along alongside us, they're gonna go down. So let's let's freaking do. Let let's listen. I understand why people are, are freaking out. We're technically right now fifth in our division. But like I mentioned, the Tampa Bay Lightning have 27 games played and have one point more point than us. Mm-hmm. 27 games played, five more games, one more point. We'll cover Ross- that. What eight one to the stars? Yeah, like listen, we'll cover that. Came back and won I'm that not worried. Like yeah. I've been saying for the last three weeks, talk to me sixty four games. If we're if mm-hmm. we're if we're at a, by the way, if we're at a six six thirty six win percentage, uh, point percentage, excuse me, sixty four games, we're like fighting for first, unless the Boston still keeps doing their their crazy shit. But like we're we're fighting for first in our division, so. I, I'm happy. I'm fine, right? If if it we're at 64 games and shit hits the fan and we're like fighting for a playoff spot, we're currently out of the. Then I'll start to get worried. So I'm fine. So yeah, that's. So I will say I appreciate those stats you brought up. Some of these 
losses and blown leads and whatever, like you can kind of, you can attribute to number one, the penalty kill was horrific earlier in the year. The two games against the lightning where they had to come back, that was due to the penalty kill. They got rinsed by the lightning power play. I remember that. Um, Number two, the untimely goals against the fourth line or your depth. Um, Also just getting scored on right away after scoring because you're putting out your fourth line right afterwards is extremely frustrating. So there is that too. On top of this, from what I've seen from the eye test, the defense can't kill a cycle. And when you can't kill a cycle and then transition the puck up the ice, not just the defense, the forwards too, but when you can't kill a cycle, then it just, you keep allowing them in. And then it's just, they're, they're allowed to go around and around and around and around. And it ends up in the back of the net off of a, a stupid tip or a stupid whatever. So that's where like, yeah, they're, they're going to address the D at the deadline. I hope they address it properly, but they're going to. Um, yeah. But I think that's part of it. It was like some untimely goaltending from Samsonov in some of these games, mainly eh, wool in one or two of them as well, I would say. Some untimely goaltending, yeah. but that happens. That happens with every single team. Some horrible defensive play because you have William Lagason in the top four right now. It's not a slight to William Lagason. He's played way better than expected, but he was not in the NHL last year. Now he's in your top four. That's just yeah, good matter of the situation. Giordano yeah. and Lilgren are injured. That's what's going to happen as a result of that. Um and uh, yeah, number two, like also in the first half of the season, they didn't have the lines figure out to any extent. David Camp was playing third line center for the longest period of time. And then your fourth line was just completely useless. The fourth line is still completely useless. The third line is has its warts, but is better. So that's where I feel like hopefully they get away from this nonsense, but they're not fully out of the weeds yet. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end it. And I'm curious to see if you can pull those stats for next week. You don't have to next week, but just at some point, I'm just curious to see. Probably that. not. It, t- it take, took me just like off memory. Don't worry about that. Remember the stuff. Yeah. But, All good. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, All right. You do you want to get into mythical creatures? Let's do it quick. Let's do it quick before we head out here. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll tease it and set us up for it because what got me thinking about it was the Marner Fishbowl and like the phenomenon phenomenon behind it. I don't know how to describe it. Just like something of those weird quirks that you see. Um, and, and what I think about when I think about this is going to be a UFC reference is I call it Unicorn Connor, right? That, that run that Connor McGregor was on for like the up to when he won his second belt, right? He would fought three times a year, won every single fight, first round, second round, knockout basically the whole time. Just a crazy historic one. It was like watching a unicorn, something that you like, just a, a mythical creature, right? When it comes to uh, the sport of the UFC. So I that made me think about the Leaf mythical creatures, right? And again, I'm sure a bunch of people uh, much more vintage than me, let's call it that, would have much more fun mythical creatures from before I was born. But the Marner Fishbowl is one that comes up instantly just because, again, what is it? He has five points, four points in uh, in two games with the Fishbowl, right? It's like a little bit of a... It's a fun thing to see. So I came up with a couple other ones, and I'm just going to live out. If you have so any essentially, that it's off- unexpected, unsung heroes, like unexpected yeah. heroes just coming, coming just up per- out of just- nowhere and helping the team. 
kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's a great way to put it because, again, there's um, one of the first ones that we thought of was Jeremy Williams and him every time he gets called up to this team. Uh, there was a stretch from like 2008, I think, to 2011, where for some reason, it, if he was in the lineup, he wasn't playing well, right? But if he got called up from the AHL, he would score points, right? It was just this weird thing that happened. And it's like, again, like a mythical creature, right? Something we rarely see. Another thing um, that I put on this list here was playoff, or sorry, Luke Shen in his rookie year, right? What we saw from Luke Shen in that rookie year painted a really nice picture of what we thought we were going to get, ended up not being fully what we got here for him. And then in the same vein, playoff Luke Shen. The irony, I just think the irony of Luke Shen, his career starting and finishing with the Leafs, where his, or his first season and last season with the Leafs, were his best two seasons, maybe best two performances of his career. Thought that was pretty cool and interesting to see mm-hmm. as like a little mythical creature. A couple other th- others that I have here, 2013 playoff Reimer. That's self-explanatory. Guy played well above his head. Guy played amazing for us uh, in that series against Boston. Um, hmm? You don't agree? 10-11 Reimer, sure. 10-11 Reimer almost dragged the lease into the playoffs. He was in the AHL all year, and then they called him up, and he played fantastic. 12-13 Reimer. Like 11-12, he didn't play that well. 12-13, he stepped it back up. Played very, very well. Shades of 10-11. In the playoffs, I don't know. He played decently. Played both the same, I would say. He uh, that team was not good, and he was a big reason why they were able to go to seven games. Um, I'd have to go back and watch that. I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, remember him it, being like stupendous. He w- I remember he was he w- good. Yeah, he was a nine twenty-four during the regular season last year in thirty-three games. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was uh, a. What was interesting fun, that fun- season? I think I've asked you this before. Who started the first game of that year? I have no idea. Ben Scrivens. They didn't ben give it to James Scrivens. Reimer. Because Reimer oh, just started, ended the last year. He wasn't playing well. Ben Scrivens was playing well in the AHL before that. And bam, they gave him the first game. Slapped him in the face. That was the push he needed. They slapped him again by trading for Jonathan Bernier. Which shouldn't be that <laughs> big of a slap in the face. I mean, I like you got yourself a goaltending partner and he just shit the bed. And then they yeah, both so. shit the bed. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, and then last two I have on the list here. Playoff Riley. Self-explanatory. Total ass last year. Seems like the last three years in the playoffs, he's looked really, really good in the playoffs where it's like a, a flips a switch and comes on. Montreal then the last thing I, Montreal, Yeah. That, is that four years then? Fr- frick, it's been a long time. Um, no, uh, three that you're right. Three. Yeah. Um, so no, don't worry. Um, and then the last one I have is this one's a little funny. Cause it's like, it's his thing. It's his, like, it's iconic with him now, but Matthews with a mustache, not saying that he wasn't good with a mustache or maybe Matthews first game of the season four gold performance. I don't know. Matthews with a mustache. I thought was fun just cause it's like a little, a little bit of an icon. I don't know. Anyways, how you want to categorize mythical creatures is up to you. I just thought it was cool. to be cool to take down a, a trip down memory lane. And just think about those weird things that happen in your team that, you know, some, some other fan, like if you're not a part of the fan base, you wouldn't really think about or know about. Um, but yeah, if you have any other mythical creatures, comment them below. Let us know what you think. Um, do you have any other mythical creatures that you can think of yeah. on the spot? I kind of, I put you on the spot here. Uh, kind of came up with this like on the fly. JSO so. Band. JSO Band 2005, 2006 was playing with the Marlies that year. 
played with actually the St. John's Maple Leafs the year before, was in Pittsburgh, had his job stolen from him. Actually, they kind of transitioned over to Marc-Andre Fleury, I think, that year, uh, or around the time that he was there. But anyways, 05-06, they call up JSO Ban. He goes 9-0-2, helps to drag the Leafs almost kind of close-ish to a playoff spot. He had a 9-24 save percentage out of nowhere, was just hotter than hell. Michael Telkvist was our goalie of the future, our savior. And he made Michael Telquist, he wiped them off the map, essentially, because JSO Ben just played unbelievable. The next year, he went on to play 20 games for us and had an 876 save percentage with Andrew Raycroft. That was awesome. But JSO Ben is num- probably my number one um, mythical creature. Mythical creature. What about Eric Schalgren's first two starts? What the hell were those? Oh my God. Remember, I don't even remember reeling? that. They were reeling. They weren't playing well. They called up Schalgren, who was doing okay in the AHL. And then he had like uh, maybe a one goal against and then a two goal against, like 40 save performances. And then that was kind of it out of him. But just yeah. like reset the team, it seemed like. That was that was two seasons ago in 21 20. 21-22. But, yeah, definitely hmm. some fun Difficult ones creature. to remember. I can't remember who else, though. I, I have another one here, and this is like, I guess, I don't know. We don't have to. If you have any others, fire them yeah, away. Go. But this is kind of the last one for me. Jeremy Bracco trade value. <laughs> As a mythical creature. Um, and th- this is me just being fun with the, the mythical creature definition. Just because... It felt like this guy was a part of every single trade and us as Leafs fans, as he kind of his like when he mm-hmm. was drafted and the years leading on, it felt like this guy was going to be good. He had his AHL, crazy AHL numbers, good, oh, like decently good OHL seasons. Like seemed like he was going to be a guy for us and then just out to the what KHL with you. So yeah, just thought that was maybe, yeah. maybe that was out of the realm but yeah anyways that was that was the last one for me if you have any any others feel free to comment them below tweet at us let us know who your favorite leaf mythical creatures are yeah that was those are Fun all segment. the ones that i can remember but yeah maybe yeah, crowdsourcing that's that's the key yeah definitely so who do we have on there 10 11 james reimer uh 05 06 jso ben jeremy williams every time he got called up who I believe Jeremy Williams is married to the life with life with Derek girl. She he is, which is great. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Luke Shen, Luke Shen, the, the book end, the book book start book end of Luke Shen's career with the Leafs, mm-hmm. playoff Riley, and then Marner with the fishbowl and Matthews with the mustache. Yep, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, all that's right. all the ones I have there. But yeah, that's all I have for today. You have anything else? That's it for me. Um, three games on the docket here before we touch base with you guys again. Leafs are heading in, like we mentioned earlier, heading into Ottawa, playing at yeah the, the 7 o'clock game on the road on Thursday. Head over to the Predators on Saturday, play the Islanders on Monday. And then I was wrong. It's actually four games because then they play Islanders and Rangers back two back Monday, Tuesday. So then we'll reconvene back here, discuss how things go next week. Love it. Thanks everyone for listening.
Go, Leafs, go. I have to 